Hey guys, Randy here. Daniel is a little under the weather, uh, so he's resting his voice. So I'll be flying solo today. And today on the Gaming Go podcast, we're going to talk about why I abandoned a successful YouTube channel in order to start Gaming Gig. And then we're also going to talk about the Resident Evil 4 remake because Capcom released a new trailer for that this week. So yes, if you're watching this, you can see that I am not on our normal podcast set. I'm at home. And uh, the podcast set is at Daniel's place, so he is sick and he is resting his voice. He has completely lost his voice pretty much, so he's got to rest that up. Today I'm basically going to be doing this on my own, but I thought this would be a really great opportunity to tell you guys a story about Gaming Gig, about how this channel came to be. Because one thing that you probably don't know, I'm assuming, is that this channel was not originally Gaming Gig. In fact, Previously, before that, it was just called Randy Dobson, which is me. And uh, it was around for a while, and it actually was a semi-successful channel. It had a few viral videos, uh, some big hits, and uh, yeah, it was by all means a, a pretty successful channel. And it was one that I abandoned to create Gaming Gig. So I wanted to tell the story of why I basically completely gave up or this left that channel behind, even though it was successful, and why I started a gaming channel instead. So, I'm going to take you on that venture. In fact, I've been wanting to tell the story for quite a while, but I never had the right opportunity to do it. So I thought today, on this podcast, since Daniel wasn't able to be here anyway, um, I might as well tell you about this. So basically, the story is this. Um, this The YouTube channel, Gaming Gig, you know, our main channel, that channel really started all the way back in March of 2009 as a means for me to share videos of me and my friends playing music, specifically me and Daniel. And yes, we've been playing music together all the way back since 2009. In fact, before that. So it's been a long time. Basically for the first six or so years of the channel's life, I shared almost nothing (laughs) to an audience of almost no one. I was studying music in college at the time. And so I didn't really have time to post anyway, you know, I was busy with college. But once I graduated from college, I got into something that actually was really creative and really inspiring. And it was an odd thing, but it was gaming. So I uh, I went back and started to like revisit some old games from my childhood. I went back and I played a roller coaster tycoon. I hooked up my old N64. I bought The Sims um I think it was like the sims 3 or 4 i don't remember which one but uh, it was a really you know i started playing all these games that i really liked but there was this one game that took all my attention like way more than anything else and that was kerbal space program kerbal space program was like this huge thing for me in fact it was like way more than just a game it was this like total creative experience i was able to play this game where i could basically feel like I was like an aerospace engineer, you know, in this game. And because of how much fun I was having playing this one game, I decided, you know what? Heck, I'm going to turn my YouTube channel from a music channel into a gaming channel. And I started sharing videos that I was making uh, using Kerbal Space Program. At first, I built like iconic video game planes. Like, for example, I built the R-Wing from Star Fox. I was building all kinds of planes from the Ace Combat series, but then I was also like building and testing planes that were from, you know, like real life, like uh, the P-38 and like the NASA Helios and stuff like that. And then as I kept making videos on Kerbal Space Program, I started shifting my content towards more explaining scientific concepts using the game. 
you know, things like gyroscopic precession, things like the intermediate access theorem, um, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. I, the game was teaching me all these crazy, you know, I was learning all this stuff and it was just really fun to share to other people. And you can't go back and look anymore because I've, I've taken all those videos down. But if you did, if you were around for that, which I, I highly doubt you were, but if you were, you would have seen that in that first year of me making videos on Kerbal Space Program, I really played around with like what type of stuff I wanted to make. You know, the channel was kind of all over the place, but there was like one theme that was really consistent and that it was that I was using this gaming as a creative tool. It was a creative outlet, you know? And in that like first year of my channel's life, I slowly gained subscribers, eventually gaining almost a thousand subscribers, which was a number that I was like really, really proud of. Uh, you know, that was my first big milestone. I was finally hitting, you know, I was going to get to a thousand subscribers. Uh, but I was actually a little nervous because I was, I had a new video that I was making and I was a little worried that it might not go over too well because it was a little different, but I decided to post it anyway. And then in November of 2016, I think, it, yeah, it was in November, um, I posted this video and it completely changed the trajectory of my YouTube channel forever. So I wanted to make this video that would explain why helicopters have a speed limit. And it was something I learned from watching the YouTube channel Smarter Every Day. And I wanted to demonstrate that using Kermal Space Program. But there was only one problem, and that was that you couldn't really do helicopters in Kerbal Space Program at the time. You might be able to now, I don't know. But at the time, you really couldn't like build helicopters in the game. It was more of like planes and rockets and stuff. So I was like, but I really wanted to explain the concept because I thought it was so cool. So I was like, you know what, whatever. I just, I won't worry about it. I'm going to make the video anyway. And instead of using footage from Kerbal Space Program as like my, my visuals, I'll just, I just use graphics and animations and stuff like that. And uh, I was like, you know, I have, I have a small channel. It was under a thousand subscribers. And I was like, you know, people might wonder why there, why there was no gaming, you know, because it was a gaming channel. It, it was about, you know, specifically one game, but still it was a gaming channel. And all of a sudden I was going to put out a video that wasn't a gaming video. It was purely a science video. But I was like, you know, it's just one video and I'll go back to using Kerbal Space Program to explain everything else in the future. But just, I couldn't build a helicopter. I tried, I just couldn't do it. Um, so I just like, you know what, I'll just go ahead and put it out anyway. The day I posted it, basically nothing happened. You know, I got, it got some views and my subscribers at the time, they seemed fine with that. It was not a gaming video, you know? And I was like, it didn't really matter anyway. Cause I was already working on another video that was a gaming video. So it, it didn't really seem like that big of a deal. And then I, I think it was the very next day. Uh, it could have been a day or two later. I think it was the next day though. And it was Thanksgiving of 2016. Somebody shared that helicopter speed limit video on Reddit and uh, it just like blew up. It made it to like the front page of Reddit. And through that, it just kept getting shared. And then that one day, it also made it to like the top 10 of YouTube's trending on the Thanksgiving day. And it was just like the craziest experience. It got, I think like half a million views, which was like, it blew everything else I had ever made at that point completely out of the water. And in 24 hours, I think I got like, 15,000 subscribers in one day. I went from having under a thousand to having like 15,000 in the 24 hour period. So like at that point, it, my channel completely changed in 24 hours. Within that 24 hour period, I went from having a gaming channel to all of a sudden, now I had a science channel. 
But, you know, I had just been handed this huge gift. I mean, videos don't go viral for most creators ever. And, you know, I just had this viral video. So I was like, I'm not going to waste this. I'm not going to waste this thing here. So I immediately scrapped the Kerbal Space Program video that I've been planning to make next. And I immediately went into it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do another science video, you know, just keep going. And I made a video on superconductors, which is something that I obviously couldn't have covered using Kerbal Space Program. And it was a topic I would have never even like dreamed of making a video on in the, you know, in the past. But I was like, you know, if that one science video did well, I'm just going to go with it. So I was like, I'm going to make this superconductor video. And that video, that next video did really well with my new audience, which was now all about science. You know, I had the vast, vast majority of the people who are now subscribed to my channel didn't even know me as a gaming channel. They, I was a science channel now. And since that next video worked, I just kept at it, pumping out one video after another, all science topics. And eventually, no one, none of my subscribers hardly remembered that I used to be a gaming channel. I mean, I might get like the occasional comment asking me like, what happened to the gaming stuff? But uh, mostly, no, it was everyone was only interested in my science education channel. By this point in the story, you might have already seen the writing on the wall here, but let's just you know, keep going. So you, you could probably guess that making science education videos was like a fair bit different than the gaming content I was used to in the past. And the process was extremely different. And it kind of went like this. So I would pick a topic that I found interesting and that I hoped other people would find interesting as well. And then, so I've just researched the topic as much as I could. And then once I felt like I had fully researched it, I would write a script which was basically just a really long essay, just really explaining the subject. Then I would record it. And then I would, on top of the dialogue, I would add animations and graphics, just anything I could get to explain the concept better. And that process took a long time, but that was what the process looked like. Now you have to keep in mind that I'm not formally educated in science at all beyond the high school level. I studied music and music composition in college. So you know, making these videos, it wasn't like I could draw from pre-existing knowledge. So, you know, I really had to research this stuff because I really wanted them to have more than just a surface level understanding of it. I really wanted to understand the concepts because I wanted to be able to answer questions that came up in the comments. I didn't want it to just seem like, you know, I was, you know, glossing over it. I really wanted an in-depth understanding. And because of that, like researching these topics took forever. It was a really long and difficult process for me. And at this point, I really wasn't making videos to fulfill my creative, you know, drive anymore. I was making videos to try to create and sustain a successful YouTube channel. You know, it was difficult, but I just kept doing it. And because I kept making these videos, you know, I was, I was gaining steady subscribers. I was, you know, it was, the channel was growing, but it was kind of like I found myself in this negative feedback loop where every subscriber I earned or every time my channel grew, um, I felt like I was just that much more likely to be like, you know, basically outed. I, the cracks would start to show in my knowledge, you know, people would start to pick up on that. Like this guy's just learning as he goes, you know, it, it really became like it was harder and harder to post each video because I felt like more responsibility as, as I gained more subscribers, I felt like the videos needed to be better. I felt like they needed to be perfect and that I didn't, you know, I, if, I, if I was going to post a video on a topic, I needed to really understand it. And obviously I'm not a professional or, you know, in that field, in the science field, I, I was just learning it and presenting what I learned. And because of this long process, you know, sometimes there would be weeks between videos and then eventually it would be like months 
and months between videos because I just didn't want to make them. Like it was just, you know, I felt too much pressure to make them and then I wanted them to be perfect. And then I was having to do so much research and uh, it, eventually it just, it wasn't fun anymore and I wasn't making videos anymore. I just kind of stopped doing it. And then I let two years <laughs> go by without my, without posting a video to the channel. So at that point, uh, you know, the channel was essentially defunct, you know, and I think everyone who was subscribed to it essentially knew like the channel was a dead channel. You know, I hadn't posted to it in two years, but there's a little more context to exactly like why I stopped because it wasn't just that it wasn't fun anymore. I mean, that was like the main thing, but like also, uh, the time I stopped making videos was because it was, it was, I think 2019, and that was the year that I quit my job as a public uh, school music teacher. And I quit my job in public schools and decided that I was just going to pursue music full time. And as you can imagine, like, you know, if you're going to be a full time musician, you have to really commit yourself to it. And I knew that it was going to take all my effort just to survive, you know, to make enough money and survive off of being a musician full time. So I just didn't have time to put into the science YouTube channel anymore. And I didn't really want to anyway. So it wasn't really that big of a loss for me. I was just like, you know, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm going to focus on being a musician. But then, like I said, I took, so I took two years off essentially from making videos. And then, um, you know, after those two years of being a musician full time, you know, one crazy stuff happened during that two years, like a, a global pandemic came around, but still somehow at some point in 2021, you know, I had been a couple years and I was, I was, things weren't so up in the air. I, I knew where my money was going to be coming from. I knew I was going to survive. And, uh, I got the itch again to start making content on YouTube again. But what I knew I didn't want to do is I definitely didn't want to go back to making science videos. You know, not that I didn't enjoy parts of it because I did. I knew that if I went back to it, I might have a chance at a successful YouTube channel, but that wasn't really my goal anymore. I didn't want to just have a successful YouTube channel. I wanted to make videos that I found like creatively enjoyable. And I wanted to make the videos that I was really passionate about. Basically during these past, you know, those past two years that I took off, I was playing music. And if I wasn't playing music, I was playing video games and I was really back into video games. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to bring back the gaming stuff. And I, was, I didn't want to play Kerbal Space Program anymore because I felt like if I started doing Kerbal Space Program stuff again, that I would just go back. It, it would just like cycle. So I was like, I, I wasn't really interested in that game anyway anymore. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to talk. I just want to talk about the games that I love, the, whatever games I'm playing. You know, I was really in, uh, when I started the channel, you know, gaming gig, when I started it, um, I was really into the Switch, the PS5 had, uh, you know, been out for a little while. The Series X had been out for a little while. I'd gotten those and I was really into gaming. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bring back the channel and I'm going to change the name. And instead of it being called Randy Dobson, I'm going to change it to uh, a new thing. And um, I talked to Daniel and I was like, hey, you want to be back? I'm going to start back the YouTube channel. Do you want in? And uh, I talked to my other friend, Nick, who also plays music. And we were like, you know what? Let's let's do it. Let's create this YouTube channel and let's make a gaming channel. And then uh, at some point, one of us, I don't know who it was, I think it, it may have been me or it may have been Daniel or somebody, we came up with the idea of calling the channel Gaming Gig, you know, you game and we gig. That's what we do. We're musicians and we play video games. So like, 
it seemed great. We're just like going to do gaming gig. So now gaming gig has been around for, I think it's been close to a year now. I don't know if you noticed, but it's, I, I love making videos for gaming gig. The channel has not, uh, we haven't had that like viral hit. We haven't had, um, you know, anything to like make us feel like, Oh man, we really got something here. We got to like make money. We're not making any money off the channel or anything. It's just fun. You know, it's just fun. And I love making gaming content and I love doing the podcast and I know the podcast is separate from the main channel, but we just love, I just love talking about games and, uh, you know, I've enjoyed, you know, every week with Daniel sitting down doing the podcast and then we make videos and, uh, I just like the process of making things. I just like making things and I like talking about video games. So it's just been, I don't know, I've, I've loved, I've loved being back and doing gaming gig. And uh, yeah, I wanted to share the story of like how, you know, how this channel, what, why it is what it is now. And uh, you know, the history of it. Cause I think it's probably something that most people who are, who follow the channel and then especially people who follow the podcast, you probably haven't, you didn't know that. So I wanted to share it with you and let you know. And I know this is a big departure from the normal gaming gig podcast, which is not a story time. Generally, we talk about games, but I thought, you know, since Daniel's not here, like, why not? Why not talk about it? Why not use this opportunity to kind of give the history of the channel just for those who are interested? But now we are going to talk about video games now that you know the history of the channel. So I'm going to talk about my favorite topic that came up this week in gaming, and that was the Resident Evil 4 remake uh, trailer. So we got the trailer, the kind of the first big trailer for Resident Evil 4 remake, and man, it looks so good. And I I knew it was going to look good because I've been a big fan of the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes, so I, I kind of had hope that this would be a really great game too, but I mean, this one is, it just seems like it's even next level beyond those. And it may be because I like Resident Evil 4, the original game, so much. I really just started playing that game. I played Resident Evil 4 for the first time some point in the past year or so. I really hadn't even played it before that. And I know it's an older game now, but I just played it in the past year or so. And I played it in VR on the Oculus. So whenever it came out, I think it was earlier this year, or maybe late last year. And... Man, that game is phenomenal. I mean, the original holds up so well. And I played it in VR, and I still thought that game held up so well. So I am just like so pumped to revisit this game. And the remake trailer looks phenomenal. And we put out a poll. And I need to pull it up here. Let me see if I can pull it up quickly on my computer. So I asked on YouTube, do you plan to play the Resident Evil 4 remake? And I thought the results of this were really, really interesting. Because... 45% of people said they weren't interested. Okay, that's only 45%. But 22% of people said they're going to play it at launch, and 33% of people said they're going to play it eventually. So that's over half of the people who say they're they want to play this game, which that may 50, you know, 55% may not seem like that much. But I've been doing tons of these polls, and I always I try to ask whenever there's a game that I think people might be interested in, I ask, you know, are you planning on playing it? And almost never does I mean, I don't think I've ever had a game where over half of the people said like, yeah, I'm pumped to play this, either eventually or at launch. And only, you know, less than half said they're not interested. Just by comparison, um, the Mario plus Rabbid Sparks of Hope game, I asked about that one and 71% of people said they weren't interested. So, you know, that's more like in line with what I would expect. 
you know, most people say, you know, I'm not interested in this game because games aren't for everybody. You know, not one game isn't going to be for most people. It's going to, you know, it's going to be have some sort of niche market, but apparently this Resident Evil 4 remake, people must be hyped for it because, you know, over half, half people that were polled said they were interested in the game, which is just crazy to me. So let's see what the comments say about this one. We got Landon Stallings who said, I feel like the original still holds up well, although the remake does look rather tasty. And, you know, like, yeah, the remake looks good, <laughs> yeah, and, but the original does hold up well, and we can have both. And, uh, yeah, I'm so excited because it just, it really does look that good. So, and then Brody Cartwright said, I would, except it's only available on new gen Xbox consoles. I was a little disappointed as this is my favorite Resident Evil. We'll see about PC. This is weird to me. So as, as far as we know now, it's been announced that this Resident Evil 4 remake is coming out for Xbox Series X, PS5, and PC, but also PlayStation 4. But there's not been an Xbox One version announced, which is just like, what? I almost think like, are they just have they just left it out? Are they not going to put it on Xbox One? Why not on Xbox One? Why bring it to PS4 but not Xbox One? It's just super, super bizarre to me. I don't understand it at all. It seems like a really weird missed opportunity. I, I just if there's going to be a PlayStation Four version. Can that version not, can they not work it to be on I just on Xbox One? I just don't get it. Why only new, new gen? I don't know. That seems strange to me. That's, that's one of the only bizarre things about this RE4 remake. But to me, it seems like people are, you know, more or less really excited about this uh, RE4 remake. It just looks good. It looks fun. You know, video games are just supposed to be fun, and this game looks fun. You know, obviously, if you've played Resident Evil 4, you probably like it because it's a phenomenal game. But this remake, oh man, if you've played the other remakes, RE2 and RE3, you know that these remakes have been high quality. They've been really great games. And I'm, I hope that they continue with these remakes in the future because I just recently played through Resident Evil 5 not too long ago. And I mean, that game has its issues. I liked it, but it's got issues. I, I'll be the first to admit it has issues. And I think, heck, I'll take a remake of 5, and I know people would take a remake of 6. I haven't played 6 yet. That's like one of the only... I think that's the only mainline Resident Evil game that I haven't played yet um, is 6. And because I've heard it's just an action game. You know, I've, I know people... I know that's like the one that people don't like as much. So... Uh, but I will play that one soon. But I'm sure that people would be happy to have a remake of 5 and 6 in, you know, in the coming years. And as the years go by, we'll be getting far enough away from RE5 and 6 so that remakes kind of make more sense. Um, I feel like they're pumping out these remakes pretty fast, though, because I feel like the remake for RE3 came out, what, just like a year or two ago? So it hasn't even been that long. And now Resident Evil 4 is coming out in 2023 in March. So I, I, either way. I'm super excited. I think the game looks phenomenal. Everything they've shown, just, I'm sold already. It's going to be one that I'm going to be on day one. And speaking of day one games, um, let's talk about the games of the week. What games have I been playing? Normally, Daniel and I both talk about what games we're playing, but since Daniel's not here, I'm just going to tell you what games I've been playing this week. Um, I just started this morning playing Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. That's what I was getting at with the speaking of day one. 
um, actually got that game on day one, but it took me a couple days to get to it because I have been playing gigs and they've been taking up all my time. So I finally got around to playing it. And um, yeah, man, that game is from what I've played. I've only played like an hour or so of it, but I'm super excited. I loved the first Mario Bros. Rabbids. I thought that that game was phenomenal. And I really haven't played many stra- those strategy games. And it's super well done. If you haven't played um, Mario Plus Rabbids, either the first one or this new one, if you like games like XCOM, and I've never played XCOM, but Daniel tells me it's a lot like XCOM. So I hear if you like games like XCOM, that these games are right up your alley. Uh, they're really, really well done. I know it's Ubisoft, and I know that not everyone is super pumped about Ubisoft, but I think that it, they're really high-quality games. It's weird, you know, the mixing Mario with Rabbids, but, you know, at this point, I've already played a game with it, so I'm used to it. It's not that much of a shock anymore, and uh, yeah, I'm super excited about playing this Sparks of Hope. Also this week, I have been playing a, a really strange game. Catherine and I, my wife, we've been playing, uh, our game that we've been playing together is one, it's a kind of a Halloween game, and it was one that I got onto through um, the suggestion of Jake Baldino, and if you uh, follow him on YouTube, he is one of the guys who makes videos for Game Ranks, which is a huge gaming channel, but he also has his personal channel, and on his personal channel, he recently made a video talking about Halloween games, and one of the games that um, he mentioned was this game called Costume Quest, which is a game from the Xbox 360 slash PS3 era, and essentially it's a Halloween RPG type game. It's really similar, probably like most similar to the mechanics. It's like turn-based. It it's, reminds me a lot of Paper Mario, probably just because I just played Paper Mario not too long ago. But if you know how Paper Mario works, basically the combat is a lot like Paper Mario. But the story is, you know, it's basically a Halloween-themed game. You're trick-or-treating. There's monsters. You have these different costumes. That's where the costume quest thing comes from. You trade out your costumes and it gives you different abilities and different move sets. And you can equip, you know, all kinds of stuff. It is an RPG, so you can equip these uh, things to make give you different powers. And your your experience goes up and, you know, all the regular RPG things. But it's it's kind of a kid's game, I guess, in a way. But it's, it's not really a kid's game because I think it'd be a little too complicated for, like, little kids. But it's, it's certainly a fairly easy RPG, kind of like Paper Mario, where it's like, you know, the RPG elements are not so overwhelming that you can't enjoy yourself, you know. You can, you can get into it, and it's like just enough. But if you're looking for, the, you know, to have a, those Halloween kind of vibes without anything that's really scary, just more like Halloween vibe, you know, nothing scary, it's, it's, it's good. You got to be... Like I said, it's kind of a kid's game, but if you're, if you don't mind it being kind of oriented towards kids, I think you can still get some joy, some fun and joy out of it. We have, it's not the best game in the entire world, but it's certainly pretty cool. There's a second one too, Costume Quest 2. We may save that one for next year because I mean, they're not like phenomenal. You don't want to like back to back them, but they're, they're good enough. If you're interested in them, they are on Game Pass. So that's something. If you have Game Pass, just try it, you know, see if you like it. Um, but they're also fairly cheap. I think they're like 10, 15 bucks if you just want to buy them outright. Best I could tell, they're digital only, which is weird. 
Uh, I mean, I couldn't find anything about physical versions except like uh, some limited releases of the second game. So I don't know. Let me know if you know anything about Costume Quest. Did it have a physical release? Because I can't find them. If, if they're on eBay, I can't find them. And then also this week, I have been playing a VR game, and it's The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which is like, I think, the one of the newer uh, Walking Dead games. And it is really good, really good. If you're looking for a VR game to play, um, it's very high quality. I'm playing it on PlayStation VR, which, eh, okay. I really, you know, wish I had purchased it on Quest and not PlayStation, but the thing I like about buying PSVR games is that I can buy them physically, you know, and I'm a collector. I like to, I like to have a physical game. And so that really was the, the main reason that I got it on PlayStation instead of on quest two where it can be digital. It's only digital, but I do think the experience would be better on a better headset. You know, maybe once the PSVR two comes out, if it's back, I know it's not necessarily backwards compatible with all games, but I think a lot of games will be, I'm kind of getting off topic with that, but basically I think that the quest two would be a better experience, the better headset you can get. Cause it's a high, really high quality game. And I think with really high quality games, you want to give yourself the best experience, but, uh, it's really great. If you've got a VR headset, even if it is a PSVR, I'm still really enjoying it. Even though the PSVR is dated at this point, it really is. It's just dated. I like it a lot. And I like that you can buy physical games for it, but it's dated, but saints and sinners is really, really good. It is um, kind of like survival RPG. It's really, it's, it's really in depth. There's a, you, uh, forage for supplies and then, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. It's really interesting. And, uh, if you, if you're, if it, if it sounds like a game you'd be interested in, I would definitely suggest it because it's high quality. And also I'm still playing through, uh, Luigi's mansion, dark moon, the one on 3ds that's going really well. And so, yeah, I'm playing like four games right now. It's a, it's a lot of games, <laughs> but uh, normally I only juggle like three games plus whatever game we're streaming. And right now we've been streaming a mixture of Fortnite and Sea of Thieves. So I'm really kind of like at least, you know, five or six games that I'm playing this week. It's been a, a lot of games, but that's one of the things I love to do. I love to play games. So, I mean, you're not going to see me complain about playing too many video games. Uh, that's, you know. One of the fortunate things I have is that I have time to play video games because I'm a musician and I have, I have time to do it, you know, because I'm not always gigging. So I have time to play and I'm really lucky that I get to do that. So, yeah, well, we're kind of at the end here. I know normally we'd have, it's a little, if you've hung out with me today without Daniel being here, I know you're happy about him being gone, but <laughs> I'm just joking, obviously, uh, but I, I I expect next week to be back to normal and us to be back on the regular podcast set and the podcast will be back to normal. But I appreciate you hanging out with just me today and while Daniel rests his voice. And uh, yeah, until next time, I'm Randy. Daniel's not here. (laughs) And this has been Gaming Gig.